0: Most of us walk in the physical world 70% of the time, and in the spiritual world, only 30%. This is not how we should be living our lives. Ideally, you'll want to shift that walk the other way. This is to win within with Strom Thomason. If you're trying to really live your life instead of just going through the motions, you've come to the exact right place. Now, here is your host, Strom Thomason.
1: Hello. Hello. Well, we're gonna continue the story. I think I last left off with um, a really pivotal moment um, in my awakening, really something that just, it was so sudden and so catastrophic that it, uh, it like broke me down. I mean, it literally broke me down and I was made aware of a lot of these things that I have pursued since then. And so I think I left off last talking about uh, my stepdad and my relationship with him. And he was an amazing man. He really was. He, he, He lacked a sort of confidence because he was in a place of comparing himself constantly to others and measuring his success according to what the world says success is. Um, material things, money, but he had this duality, like we all do, with his spirit. And we had a lot of amazing moments because I was, I was a brash person. I I wanted to, I wanted to talk to somebody and it be real and not be about superficial things. It did and it'd really dive into understanding and connecting with one another. And I didn't really know what to call it back then. I just knew that that's, I could, I could feel fake. I knew what fake was and, and he wasn't that. And with me, we were able to open up and have incredible conversations. Um, And we were very, very close. Um, He, he helped me understand um, that being frustrated was a waste of energy. And, That to really be strong, you had to have empathy and compassion. And when you had that understanding, it was really easy to be humble because you were appreciative of where you were and that your filter for life was not the same. It wasn't based in fear. It wasn't based in reactionary measures from the ego. It was... It was really understanding that somebody wasn't necessarily in the same place you were but everybody is capable of being in that place some people are more lost than others some people are in a good uh space and they're they're learning and they're putting it to application and other people have all the tools in the world but no understanding and they don't put it to application so i was married you know i had had three kids, and you had kind of a routine going, you know, the routine of life, you know, job, hobbies, vacations with kids, just going through the whole process that we get lost in sometimes. And we become stagnant. And there's a level of of comfort in that dysfunction. You know, we we realize that life's more than what we're leading. And then we think to ourselves, we want to change. And we don't know how to make those changes. And so then we go back to where we know, oh, where all the landmines are, we go back to what we, what is known to us. And so I was kind of in that Cycle of being comfortable in my dysfunction that I had created, and everybody has their own. You know, everybody has their own situation that they've deemed as this is my story, this is my life, and um, this catastrophe, this thing that just kind of broke me out. And you know, I've, I've talked about the story of my grandfather and my grandmother passing away, and what I learned in those moments, and. I talked about some of the understanding that I came to with my father passing away, which, you know, that wasn't sudden. I mean, it kind of was, but him being an alcoholic and not having that level of awareness and, you know, really killing himself, I knew that was going to happen. I knew the destruction that he had created in his life. And so I was kind of like, it's going to happen. I don't know when, but it's going to happen soon. And when my stepfather passed away, it was sudden. I mean, it was this person's completely healthy, you know, went to the doctor for checkups. You know, I played golf with him every single weekend. You know, he, everything seemed to be fine. And he was out. Mowing his lawn, and had a heart attack and died like instantly. And I'll never forget the moment that I was—I was actually at my stepsister's house, and um, wow, I haven't thought about this in a long time. Um, I was at her house and we were talking. We were having a conversation, just doing whatever and and all of a sudden I get a phone call from my sister and she's hysterical. She's like crying and freaking out and I can't understand what she's saying and she, she, something about go to mom's house and you know I was probably you know a half a mile in the same neighborhood as my my parents house. And so I leave my stepsister's house and I just drive to my mom's house. I don't know what's happening, but I think in my mind, I had just dropped off my son at my sister's house and they were swimming in the pool. So I thought something happened to my son and I was rushing. I was panicked. I was like, you know, I just felt horrible. I'm like going, you know speeding through the neighborhood with my emergency flashers on. And I get to my parents' house and there are ambulances and police officers and a fire engine. And I don't even know what's happening. You know, I'm just like, what's happening? And as I get out of my car, I just start walking towards the house and a police officer tries to stop me. And I, you know, I just pulled right through him. I'm like, no, I need to know what's going on. I need to know what's happening. I need to know what's going on. And I'm just, I'm really like panicked. I'm in a state of just total fear. And I'm walking up to the door and like I have police officers on each arm and I'm not a small person I'm six, five, 250 pounds. So I'm like taking people with me as I'm walking into the house and I get in the front door and there's a sergeant standing there, and he looks at me and he says, I want to tell you that your father has passed away. And I just crumbled. I mean, I immediately walked into his room, I walked past him, walked into his room. I didn't know where he was at, I didn't know what was happening, but they were allowing me to go to his room. so. I just went. I don't know what I was doing. I was on autopilot and went into his room, grabbed his pillow and hugged it. And just, there was, I don't remember the sounds, but people told me that the sounds that were coming out of me were like anguish. I mean, just like the depths of just sorrow. and. I don't know how long it passed, but it had been a while, and someone knocks on the door and says, You got to get up. And I remember thinking to myself, What do you mean I got to get up? I don't got to get up. I don't have to do anything. And the guy goes, Your mom doesn't know that this has happened. And we have called her, and she's on her way back, and you have to tell her. We really think you should tell her. And it was, even thinking about it now, it was surreal how whatever was going on with me just paused. And I got up and I walked to the front door and I was like, where is she? And I mean, there's like 20 people in the driveway and and lights still going off and cops everywhere. And my mom sees me by, between the front door and the garage door. And she walks over to me and she says, what happened? And some strength inside me, some inner strength was, it's just like it clicked in. And I, I looked at her and I said, Michael passed away, you know. Um, and my mom just dropped. I mean, just like like folded like a lawn chair. It was just, just overwhelming to her. And knowing that I had to be there for her and talk to her, it's like that part of me kicked in and I was just there. And something inside of me, she was like, I want to go see him because he was in the backyard. And I was like, no, you can't do that. You can't go out and see him. You know, you shouldn't see him like that. Primarily because of my feelings that I had seeing the spirit leave my grandparents' body. Being there and, and and seeing that and being witness to that, I just thought it, it, that person's, the, the true essence of that person's gone. The only thing left is the house that held the soul and the souls moved on. And that just, I mean, I crumbled, you know, af- after that moment. I. I left and we had to plan, you know, the funeral arrangements and do all those things. But a couple weeks after that, I just started thinking to myself about some of the things that I had kind of been working on and practicing and understanding about the spirit and the books that I had read. And it really, it really made me do some serious soul searching not not from the brain not from analyzing things and computing things like literally understand that at my age and then thinking about his age and doing the math i remember having the feeling of if i only had that amount of time to live because it wasn't the same as my grandparents who we were in their 70s and had lived an amazing life that they talked to me about, about all the things they had done in their lives and, and the fullness and the richness of their lives. And then my father who made the choice to give up his life, to, to hide inside of a bottle, um, you know, those those are just two different things than somebody that was, you know, 57 years old and then suddenly just going like they're just there one minute and they're gone the next. And so that, that made me think of my own life and what I wanted to do with my life, how I wanted to live my life and what things I wanted to do that I had left that I wanted to do. And not, not necessarily like a bucket list or anything, but just, it just kind of, woke me up, kind of made me just become aware of you don't have all the time in the world and you're not invincible and that this this ride could end at any moment. And once I came to that realization, I was on a mission to find out what life was about, to understand why i was here i mean i had spoken with my um stepdad so many times about life and about choices and had many philosophical conversations with him many spiritual conversations with him and i knew that he wanted to do so many things with his life and he always just like we all do i mean we're all guilty of this of getting by whatever life we've chosen and we get caught up in that, that, that cycle of, of distractions. And it led me to start reading books and I became voracious at looking up stuff and you know it really made me aware that I wanted to make a change. And so I did, I changed like everything about my life. I changed, I got divorced, I I did a different job. You know, I, I, I went out into the world and I just did things that I had never done before. I had, instead of having more fear, I had less. I thought, what difference is it going to make if something happens to you? And I didn't think, okay, well, I'm going to die at 57. I thought, you can get hit by a bus. I mean, the reality of the life is not forever really hit me. So I started living a different life. And I met met my ex-wife and... It just became this whole new relationship with myself and how I expressed myself and not having any fear. And I just went on this whirlwind of just going forward. I didn't really necessarily have a thought of exactly what I wanted to do. I just seemed like I just was trying everything, anything and everything. And... I lived a pretty interesting life. You know, I had a lot of thoughts about, you know, um, money and the choices that it gives you and the choices being like, you can have material things or you can, um, go on vacations. You can have different experiences. Everything seemed to kind of open up in a different way than it had before. And, um, It really made me aware of the fact that those distractions that we have, that that money allows us to have, um, if you're not prepared for them, it takes you down a different route, it takes you down a different level of awareness. And we're, we're getting ready to go to commercial break and when I get back I will continue the story. Um and it's it's this was a very eye-opening part of my transition in life.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What makes someone successful in their field? On Transformational Energy Leadership, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey speaks to amazing guests who share their ideas, advice, tips, and tricks as to what defines success for them. The result is positive transformation for you. You'll learn that personal energy is the key to make it work. And you'll hear through actual examples how to bring that positive transformation to life. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment.
3: It's time to live the life of inner peace that you deserve. Tune in every week for Sacred Exploration with host Lisa Tremont Oda. You can discover the you that has been kept hidden all this time. Show off your personal gifts to the world. Lisa and her guests will combine health and spirituality to bring you the experience that you've been waiting for. You'll enjoy this journey every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's sure to be a nourishing
0: experience. We hear, just be you, a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I Am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
3: Who are you, really? Are you the person you want to be, or are you the person that others want you to be? Think about that. We don't always recognize our gifts and potential because we stick to old methods of being and do what others in our lives tell us. It's time to break through. Listen for Rediscovering the Magic of Being with Marja. Each program connects you back to whom you were meant to be every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in.
0: are listening to to win within to reach strom thomason or his guests today please call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to stromsworld at yahoo.com now back to this week's show
1: okay so i'm discovering um through Monetary means because uh, my, my wife and I worked in the same business. She had a business and then I became part of the business and I started helping out in my own unique way and my own different perspective on how to do things from my just my life, just doing what I had done in the past and putting it to an application of what her business was. And I was I was in it because it was important to her wasn't something that I was passionate about and I was kind of trying to figure out, you know, who I was and what I wanted to do. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to be good at a lot of different things, but I didn't necessarily have a passion for it. And I would say that in my experience in my marriage and working together, you know, there was a lot of ego involved in my relationship. Um, where it was about being right and it was about showing the other person another level. And and that was totally against what I had done before, but it seemed like my ego was manifested in that. And so there was a, a issues that I became so aware of that kind of diminished our relationship because we were in a relationship and we were doing a business together. And so the be- business was doing well and I was a part of it, but I wasn't passionate about it at all. And one day she just says to me, listen, I want this to be successful. This is really important to me. I love doing this. You know, I, I, I love the accolades. And it, it, was a, it was a business that had many franchises and they were all competing with one another and there was levels and, and they, they motivated people by all sorts of things. And I didn't really care about any of that stuff. I didn't care about what level you were on. I didn't care about what other people thought. None of that stuff mattered to me. And we'd go to these big, huge conferences, and everybody would talk to one another. And so we are at one of these conferences, and she's like, you're you're charismatic. You can talk to people. You know, you can befriend anybody. When you want something, you can make it happen. I've seen you do it. Could you get into this? Could you, could you try to, like be part of this and talk to these people and and just be part of the group. And, and to me, it reminded me a lot of like high school. Everybody was separated in different little groups and they were all from different parts of the country and they had different philosophies and, and the confident people rose to the top and the people that wanted to be like, it was all just the dynamic of it reminded me a lot of high school. And it wasn't very real. And so I was like, okay, you know what? If this is what you want, if this is truly going to make you happy, then sure, I'll put to application these and I'll utilize this. And, you know, once it becomes successful, I just thought, okay, well, then I'll just be able to do whatever I want to do after that. And so I dove into it. And uh, the the president of the company, one day we're on a trip, which they paid for trips for you to go on. We're on a trip and I'm... And, um, I meet him and everybody's like in awe of this guy. They, you know, they're like this mild worshiping of this person that started this company and how successful he was, he was a very unique individual. And the first time I ever meet him, you know, he kind of reminds me a little bit of my grandfather in a way. And so I just treated him like a normal person. I was fascinated. I wanted to know his story. I wanted to be real with him. And the crazy part was is this guy was so real. He was almost tired of not having any genuine conversations and people looking at him with googly eyes, which kind of reminds me of like movie stars that get frustrated with people that treat them like they're the character that they played in some movie. They kind of didn't even know who this person was. And for him, he didn't feel like he could really even talk to anybody just because of the way they were treating him. So it was kind of refreshing for him to be talking to someone who didn't treat him that way. I didn't want anything from him. I wasn't trying to get something from him. I just thought, I really want to see what, what makes this guy tick. I want to see like what his real thoughts are. I want to hear him you know, give me some of his truths that he's bared witness to, because he was older. And so I, I just treated him like he was a normal person. And we got along fantastically. And the next thing you know, we're at the quote unquote big table. You know, we're at the front of the arena at one of the conferences or, you know, he's calling us up to go on, you know, boat rides or do this or just things that, that everybody else kind of took notice to and it made my ex-wife so happy. I mean, it made her like she really was. She really it brought her happiness like I'd never seen before. It was like it was amazing to me that she got so much out of it. I mean, I didn't judge her in that sense. I just thought that if this is truly what you want, that you're definitely showing it. And so I didn't play the games with everybody else. I kind of was quiet with them, but I was nice and I was cordial and I was, you know, doing whatever I could because I was representing her company, representing what she thought was, you know, her her lifelong duty um, and what made her feel successful. And, um thinking about how this happened with my with my stepdad passing away and thinking about where I was in that time I was kind of you know all over the place and when I was able to focus my energy on that it kind of it kind of pushed put put a pause on you know kind of put a pause on my my whole thought process and where I was going and how I was transitioning and I found myself talking to different franchisees about taking the next step, about transitioning to the next place, and it was all done from, you're an amazing miracle, anything's possible, you just have to believe. You know, I remember saying to somebody one time, the only difference between the life you lead and the life you want to lead is belief. and. You know i had done that you know i'd taken like literally there was and i don't know the 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 time within years or so but when i first started and to that point where i got to where i was literally saying how much we were going to do in each quarter literally saying this is what we're going to do in this quarter this is what we're going to do in this quarter like nailing the numbers and just putting them out there so the staff could hear it so my So my ex-wife could hear it, like putting all of these things in there and just believing it and saying, believe with me, you know, combine our energies, combine our thoughts and go down this road. And when it started happening, everybody was like shocked. It was like they were like, you're some weird psychic person that all of a sudden randomly has come out. And I thought to myself, all I'm doing is putting my thoughts into it and putting, you know, strategy into it. And so I wanted to teach that to other people that believed that somehow, some way, that they weren't good enough, or that they didn't have the capabilities, or they didn't know how to do this weird, successful thing that would take them to the place they thought they wanted to go. And so it became more about what I had been learning about the spirit, about consciousness, about like the secret, so to speak. That was a book that everybody kind of like attached onto it at the time. And so I wanted these people to believe that there was no difference between them and me other than I focused my energy on what was possible instead of thinking about what could happen, like all the negatives that could happen and all the doubts and the fears, you know, fear is the lowest form of frequency. It's the, it's the, it's a resonant level that is just, you don't make your best decisions there. And when you have confidence and you have positivity and you're in that love frequency, you know, the frequency of love and light, man, anything's possible. Even, even if it's something that you haven't really thought out if you'd wanted or wouldn't want it or the consequences of doing it, you still can manifest anything. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. I mean, there's all kinds of people in history that have been really bad people that have manifested really bad things and hurt a lot of people. So it's not necessarily has to do with all just good positive energy. It's the, it's the thought of that I can accomplish this and nothing's gonna stand in my way. And you see that with successful people all the time in life. They may not be successful in their spirit. They may not be fulfilled, but they a long time ago put a thought in this is what I want and nothing was gonna stand in their way and they become successful at it. And if you do what you love to do, the money will come. That's just a byproduct. It's just a thing that gives you choices. And there's a lot of people who I talk to that are very successful. And I always say, the crazy thing about money, and this happened to me through this experience, was one day, instead of having the stresses of bills, instead of having the stresses of not being financially secure and stressing about certain things, all of a sudden, one day, when all of those things are fulfilled, and you, you get what you think was going to make you the person you thought you wanted to be, you're left looking in the mirror saying, there's got to be more to life than this. There's got to be more than going on vacations or buying material things. There's got to be more than that. This isn't a contest where someone has to lose in order for me to win. There's got to be more to this. And so in that moment, for me, I realized when we got to that pinnacle of, of success, when we were at the top 3% of the company in revenue, I wanted out. Like it wasn't my dream. I realized it wasn't my dream. I realized when I looked in the mirror that this is not what I want to do with my life. And it was a service industry, so we were helping people, and I was talking to people, but in those moments that I would be at a conference or we'd be on vacation with other people, I found that the more that I, I spoke to people and I had moments with them outside of big crowds and whatnot, and we were able to be real, people were shocked. They wanted to talk to me more. They would talk to other people about the talks they had with me. And other people would come up to me and start talking to me. They'd be like, hey, I want you to talk to me about that stuff that you talked to so-and-so about. Their numbers went up. <clears throat> they're doing better. And they're positive, And they're happy. And their relationship's better. I mean, what are you saying? To, to, what did you say to that person? Tell me what you said to them. And then I would all of a sudden start talking to them about the things that I was that I was learning, but I was actually... The crazy part about it is, is that once you have awareness, once you're asking a question, once you're going to that place where you're like, I want this information, that information will come to you. Like it will come to you in the form of a book. You may have a question. You'll be driving down the road and you see a billboard and that billboard has the answer and whatever the, the slogans written. It's somehow, it, if you're paying attention and you're not distracted and you're in the present and you're wanting to solve whatever this is issue is about knowing all these situations are about finding out who you are. And so for me, I was literally taking those aha moments and the, 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 once you have an aha moment, you realize the only thing left for you to do. Once you come to the realization that there's a, there's a new paradigm, there's a new thought to what you're, what you're experiencing and it changes. Everything. The only thing you have left after that ha-ha moment is action. That's it. And we're taught by the world and by other people that if you make a mistake, that that's a bad thing. The crazy part is is that most of the time in life, we're learning from mistakes of others or from ourselves. So mistakes aren't a bad thing. It's not a terrible thing to be be in a situation to where you have an aha moment and then with the new information and the new tools you've got, you go out and you take action. Once you take that action, and dude, it's scary. It, it, I, I will say to you that it is, especially at the beginning, it's a little nerve wracking. You know, your ego comes in and tells you you're going to be judged and tells you all the shit that can go wrong and it seems kind of crazy and you don't know what you're going to do. You get all like flustered. Kind of like my first show. I'd never done radio before. If you go back on the podcast and listen to the first show, you'll be like, what happened to this guy? Because I was in my head. I was nervous. I was scared. I was afraid. I didn't make a mistake by having a bad show. I learned from it. So when left with that action, when left with that action and utilizing the tools that you've been given, that will lead to more. And so... I decided that I was going to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And it wasn't being part of that world that I had been in. I had done that out of love for her, trying to make you know her happy and her world happy. And, and it was beneficial to me. I won't, I won't lie. It was beneficial to me. I had a lot of distractions of material things. And, and, uh, Experiences on vacation and enjoying myself, I really did. But it, there came a point where I didn't want to do anymore. And when I shifted, and I decided that I wasn't, it kind of it affected my relationship. It affected everything that I did um, in my relationship, and. The second thing that just changed so much of my life was that divorce. That was like, just like my father dying, that was an accelerated process of of finding out who I was and diving into it. And so that's what I did. It broke me down and that's what I searched for. And after this next break, I will continue This journey that I've been on, and I continue to be on.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. What makes you a success? Is it your business or career? Is it your family and social life? How do you achieve the next level in your success? Tune in to Infinite Success Radio with host Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Rachel and her amazing guests are here to encourage, inspire, and empower you to take control of your destiny and achieve the level of success you were born to reach. How do ordinary people become extraordinary? Find out with Infinite Success Radio, broadcasting live every Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
3: If you're ready for big changes in less than one month's time, you're ready to tune in for Radical Change Now with Dr. Mary Oz. It's where healing meets the law of attraction in an engaging package. You'll hear from guests and callers as they share their stories, offer solutions to life's challenges, and much more. With Dr. Mary's approach, even a child could effectively learn and apply the concepts discussed on each week's show. Listen live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time 10 a. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment.
0: Don't you just wish sometimes that life could come with a do-over button? We'd probably use it a lot more than we think. What if there was one do-over button you could use each week? Make that place the Voice America Empowerment Channel for Code to Grace. The Empowered Women's Guide to Life with host Marilyn Mosher. Marilyn and her guests will help you find the key to break free from the chains of your life and start anew. Listen live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Have you always known that something different was possible for your life and in the world? What if you could create beyond your current reality? If your relationships, finances, business, health and life could be anything, what would they be? Join Heather Nichols for an invitation to discover what is true for you in every area of your life and for conversations loaded with pragmatic tools for how to create it. Listen live every Monday at noon Pacific and 9 p.m. Central European time for Creating Beyond Reality on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. listening to to win within to reach strom thomason or his guests today please call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to stromsworld at yahoo.com now back to this week's show
1: okay we're back and i was at the place where i was in another period of transition and that was through my divorce and in my divorce because our relationship was so hot and cold and ego was so involved in the fights and the, the trying to win and one-up you know it, it was it was brutal I mean it was brutal like thoughts that I had about how can two people do this to one another and, you know, how do you care about somebody and you share a part of your life and all the questions that come along, you know, what my role was and all that stuff. I I kind of discovered Wayne Dyer and Eckhart Tolle and I started listening to them talk about the ego and talk about like things that it was so strange to me, because when I heard them, I was so aware that it was the truth. It was undoubtedly the truth. When they spoke about ego and the spirit and the things that go on in your head and how you can get lost in it, like I felt that. I knew that. And I remember there was a moment when I was, I just like let go of all that. I freed up all of the negativity and the energy that was associated with it and I stopped engaging the trigger points that she knew about me or that I knew about her and I just stopped. I didn't engage in it. I wouldn't talk about it. I would just be like, this isn't going to help us out any and I'd hang up and, you know, every once in a while, you know, being human and, and really not being in practice of having the awareness of ego. And, and the illusion of the fair fairy, that everything has to be fair, or everything, well, you did this, or I did that, or, you know, whatever is going on, <clears throat> that we have this little whiteboard behind us that says that we're ahead, and somehow we're owed something. I, I let all that go. And, I, I, and the strangest part about it was is I even tried to talk to her about letting it go. And, you know, she wasn't in that place. She didn't have those tools. She wasn't in that level of consciousness. She wasn't experiencing what I was experiencing, you know, and whatever, however my energy changed, I remember her looking at me like she didn't really know me because the pattern that we had of fighting somehow, some way said in her mind that if you don't fight, if you don't engage the other person, then that's dismissive. It's, it's, it's not, you know, you don't really care about somebody. You don't really love somebody if you don't engage them pressing your buttons. And my thought was, ah, this is exhausting. Nothing ever comes of this. All we do is just keep doing these cycles where we attack one. I, I didn't see the meaning of it and letting it go freed me up so much that I I so badly wanted her to realize this. Even if she went on with the rest of her life, at that particular moment, if you're in a place where you're connected to somebody for any length of time and you share a child together or you share a life together, that rarely happens in life. We don't have that many people in our lives. You know, you have your family, but that's not really choice. I mean, I guess it is if you want to spend time with them or not, but when you make a choice to spend your life with somebody else, you don't have that many of those in life. And you, it's a a rarity. You've literally shared some of the most intimate moments of your life, your biggest fears, your biggest regrets, your biggest accomplishments, all of those things. And when the energy is that close, it becomes, you become intertwined with one another. You know, somebody's upset, you feel them being upset. You're more aware in a relationship of how energy works. And the strangest part about it is ego tells you that it's the exact opposite of what it really is. You know, people get frustrated with somebody being upset instead of being compassionate, instead of having empathy. And so it was when I let myself... Go and, and, and not continue to be in the cycle of that dysfunction and to feed myself positive information and study and have aha moments and have awareness. I started to come upon this whole new life where anything was possible and I started drawing people in of like mind, people that were on their discovery, on their journey of what who they were and how that applied to life, and realizing that we're all connected. Every single one of us is connected. You know, through my experience of that particular marriage, in that moment, in those moments, I realized how much time and energy I've wasted, which enabled me to counsel people that were married and help them to understand that if you've loved somebody, that you can have the illusion that it's gone away. You can create a, a beautiful fortress that says it never existed and they can't affect you any longer. That's not true. It's not true. Once you're connected to somebody on that level, I believe you're connected forever. So why would, why? And when I was telling, talking to people about their marriages, I'm like, why can't you get that connection back? Why can't you at least have an understanding of where the other person's coming from and how their thoughts and the way they've created the life they're creating. You did it together at some point. And even if you don't stay together, Why try to destroy one another? Why make a person that you shared the highest frequency, why turn that into a negative place? Why take all of that love and create destruction with it through judgment and definition and frustration for wherever they're locked into in their life? I wasn't frustrated with her because... She didn't understand where I was coming from, but the only way I was able to do that is not from ego, because ego was about judgment and all the things that she had done or I had done, and the witness, all that crap didn't matter. I wanted her to be happy. I wanted her to understand what I was actually experiencing on a totally different level. And all the thoughts that people have about, oh, I wish I would have known this then. or No, you know it when you know it. The only tragedy is when you know it and then you repeat it. When you have the application and the tools and then you don't apply it. You apply it once, you see that it works and you're like, okay, well, maybe that was an accident. Your brain tells you it was a coincidence or something. It's not. You know, some of the people that I drew into my life I mean, one guy was his name is Tim. He's an amazing guy. We are we are we are brothers and we understand one another and we share a lot of experiences. And this guy's a producer in LA. And he does amazing things with helping people that are needy, feeding people. He comes out with creative ways. He's dynamic. He's he's extraordinary. And one time he and I were talking and he was that in Austin at South by Southwest. And he called me up and he's like, we lost our venue. And I was like, what do you mean you lost your venue? He's like, oh, well, something happened and the venue. You can't open or there was some other problem. And I said, don't worry about it. By the time you get here, I'll have a venue. And this is like days before South by Southwest opens. And it's a humongous thing. I mean, it's like world renowned. And so he gets here and he's panicked. And I make a couple of phone calls and The thing about it was I was never in a space of doubt. I didn't know what the venue was going to look like, and it didn't matter. I was positive. I had had bared witness to what positive energy does and that that your thoughts create uh, an avenue for the universe just to, like, give it to you. I swear. I I know it may sound crazy to some of you out there, but I'm telling you right now, I, I live it. Like, I live this when I'm speaking of. So, he came into town and I said, Hey, we got a venue. And, you know, and he's in full production mode, and there are so many facets and, you know, cameras and people to organize and, and all kinds of things to do. And so, we get there and we start to set up. And, you know, this is my first rodeo with this, so I'm just trying to be helpful. And being positive with everybody there, I'm keeping everybody upbeat, trying not to let anybody stress out too much. Just giving positive energy, just holding space for people, and uh, we've, we've done a lot of work, and all of a sudden, finally, he's like we we I don't know where we're going to get a stage. I thought this place would have a stage, and I was like, don't worry about it. We'll we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. I'm like, you know, we've got you know another six hours before we have to have some type of stage, and we'll figure it out, no matter what. It'll it'll happen. I just need you not to freak out about it. And think that it's going to happen. Okay, I need you to, to, to not fight me on manifesting this. And so he was like, Well, how am I gonna, not going to think about it? I'm like, You know what? Didn't you say that someone down the road that, at, at one of the bars on 6th, which is a really, uh, there's like a million bars, like Bar Row? And um, I said, Don't you have a friend down there that installed some kind of sound system or something? Like, didn't, he, didn't you want to show me that? Like, you know, later. And he's like, yeah, I'm like, let's go do that right now. That'll get your mind off of it. We can focus. So we go down and we're there for a little while and people are setting up doing things. And um, we don't really get a chance to meet the guy that he wants me to meet who owns it. We don't have that chance to do it. So time passes by and he starts to relax and we're joking around and we're talking about you know, creative and interesting things and, and talking about blessings and talking about how fortunate we are to be where we're at. And um, I meet the guy and we're shaking his hand and, and he's, you know, kind of up on a kind of like a platform that that's surrounded where the dance floor was and where they had a stage up there. And the guy looks at me and he's kind of joking around. He's like, hey, I suppose you have a trailer, do you? And I was like, what? I go, why? I go, I have a truck. And he goes, no, it won't fit in a truck. I need a trailer. And I was like, what's what's the problem? Like, what are you trying to do? And he goes, well, we have a big stage. And we have a stage that we normally have here, which is smaller. And we had to break it down. And they won't let us put it in the alley because it's a fire hazard. We don't know what we're going to do with it. We don't don't know what to do. And I looked right at Tim. And I said, there it is. And he starts laughing. We go down, get the stage, take it down the street, set it up, and it happens. That's the power of positive thinking. That's the power of, of manifesting things at a higher frequency, not constantly living in fear of what's going to happen, not being at that lowest frequency, but being at the place of, it will happen. It will be provided. We'll figure it out. Even if we have to build one, something will come up. We just need to keep thinking about it. and and we'll figure it out. That was a pivotal moment for me because it was another application, but not just for myself, but for somebody else, combining that energy. Now, once again, next Thursday, I'll meet you here and we will continue speaking of my journey. Until then, have a blessed day.
0: Thank you for joining us for To Win Within. Be sure to join Strom Thomason for another edition next Thursday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until our next show, have an even better week.